Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. That's Nick. You can find us at the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook and or you can find Nick hiding because he doesn't seem to want to get out much. Nick, I heard the great news. You were down in Texas. You caught a fly. You caught a certain home run ball and had a great time <laughs> down there at the ballpark, huh? No, I wish I caught that judge baseball. You might not be on the Pints of Polishing podcast with Nick anymore. That's going to be a big number. Yeah. Was it 62? Yeah, 62. It's not even the real home run record, and it's still going to be 2 million. What's the real home run record? I think it's 73 by Bonds, isn't it? Bonds? Yeah, Barry Bonds. Was it? Come McGuire on, McGuire didn't take on Bonds? I thought McGuire No, McGuire and Sosa, dude. Yeah, McGuire and Sosa. And then Bonds shattered the record. Somebody Bonds get your boy over here. Look at me. It's Completely not, falling out. It's Completely not even at Buffalo out. Wild Wings. No, too much. Too much at Buffalo Wild Wings. But that was pretty good. Listen, had a little fun time this weekend getting back in the, the saddle, next up to the bar, all the screens, so many beers to choose from, so many of them not available. The worst thing that can oh, yeah? do when you sit down at a bar and see the caps up on top of them, you just go, really? Supply Ugh. chain, supply chain, supply, supply chain. chain, right? <laughs> so I'm diving in today to Anthem Brewing's Oktoberfest. You ever, you an Oktoberfest guy? Do you ever go? Do you ever, I mean, I know you have your skirt and you got your little mm, leotards your and kilt. your, your, your uh, straps and stuff and your little I've been to some Octo I've been to some Oktoberfest, but. I mean, I kind of always look at it the same. It's, I could find better things to do. I mean, I'd rather party somewhere else, but it's decent. I mean, I'm not a bratwurst guy, so that kind of, that kind of takes me out. That's the big Oktoberfest. If you, if you correct me if I'm wrong, that's the big Oktoberfest thing. Uh, I like a good dog, but bratwurst, it just doesn't, what just what doesn't it? do it for me. It's because it pops when it goes in your mouth and you bite down. Is that what it is? You don't like that little think, pop as you bite? I don't, I don't think it's uh, very PC to be saying that, Marty, but no, uh, I just don't like the flavor. I don't like the taste. You know, it's a taste thing for me. So, you Delicious? know. Delicious? Hey, I'm more of like, a, have you, did you guys, do you guys have Bahama Mamas there? Like those, the they're more like spicy brats. No, I think Bahama Mama, that takes me back to Cancun. Yeah. When I found out you're in that all-inclusive and you go, yeah. wait, there's dudes drinking Bahama Mamas and everybody's okay? Yeah. All right, sign no. me up. Let's do it. You know, I like, I'm more like hot links, you know, those types of things. If, if I'm going to venture out of the hot dog realm, I like hot links, things like that. I think you just let me get away with something. I was meaning like it was all kosher that everybody no, no. could drink Bahama no, no. Mamas. I got you. Like, <laughs> Look, I, I didn't want to. I go said that, and I went. Wait a second. Here like, we hey, go dude, again. What's going on with your boy? With your boy over here in Cancun? When I was in Cancun, it was chicks and partying. When you were in Cancun, you and dudes are drinking Bahama Mamas. So I didn't want to say anything, but that's got to be what everybody's thinking. <laughs> I'm not trying that, but you know what? I've been trying. <laughs> <laughs> is to get a clue <laughs> i've been trying to get back into football uh yeah you, you said know, that having, having these sunday night football you know getting some wings loving wings cooking more and more wings more and more as i go you know been doing smoked wings and then putting them on the grill last night was just straight grill didn't didn't mess with the smoke 
but it, it's it's getting tough, man. I'm trying to get back into football. Oh. A huge Brady fan, but these calls are getting really obnoxious. I, it, I don't know what to do. I'll tell you what you do is do what I do is I can't watch the NFL. I mean, I, I, I want to like it. I want to ignore the nonsense, but it's so bad. I mean, listen, unless you gamble on it, I don't know why you'd watch it. Like, you know, that's the only thing I have here in Vegas. Like bottom line is if I have money on it, I'll watch it. If I'm not, the NFL is unwatchable. And, And look, you got the similar problem in college, but for different reasons, right? Like, you know, you're, <laughs> you're OU was, Sooners there uh, wow. not putting up one point in a rivalry game. It's, it's the blowouts are unwatchable. And when and I so went to go got, get the beer, they had, they had the audacity to have, there's a whiskey. That's a Texas whiskey, but every once, you know, during these times, yeah. everything's hook them horns down. They had yeah. that Texas sucks longhorns at the register. And I go, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You might want to like, flip that around. You might want to yeah, be, I want to get rid of that. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't think football, I mean, look, it's always going to be super popular. It's going to be the most popular thing watched, and I'm not trying to to hate on it or anything, but there's something about the flags and the constant instant replay. Then you'll watch a replay, and they'll, they'll you know, still call it the opposite way of what they saw on camera because of some silly rule they have of indisputable evidence. Well, once I see that it should be reversed, why isn't it just reversed? Had the same thing happen in the Phillies game. Guy went into second base head first. They called him out on a throw. His hand beat the tag. They called him They called him out anyway. They went to replay, and I'm like, why have replay? Because they just essentially don't want to overrule the umpires. And so, look, I'm in full swing of October baseball. I still enjoy it. Um, I can't watch it for four hours, but – you know, if I can catch a game in between putting the kids down, things like that, that's what I do. You know, it, it's a good time of year. The the part about that I have been enjoying is when there is those times, like what we've had in some games, you've got, and they talk about game of inches, right? Harbaugh doesn't go on it, fourth and inches, kicks the field goal. The right. guy, the, the neck Bengals come back down and he barely makes the extra point by an inch. Yeah. Fortunately enough, Harbaugh can get it back down and the team goes back down score. But I'm just sitting there trying to explain the point of this game and talking about the ironic where they say a game of inches. And then here it is. It comes down to it. It comes down to the last seconds. That is still to me, the favorite part about football is those. Oh last, yeah. hundred percent. Last moments. Yeah. I mean, football is kind of stupid that these dudes, you know, smash each other for four quarters and then a kicker can decide it. That's still kind of a crazy thing about football. I thought that my whole life. Here I was, you know, just absolutely cracking heads for four four quarters, and now all of a sudden this doofus that can kick, it's all in his hands. You know, I mean, even though Justin Tucker for the the uh, the, the Ravens is is the best of all time, I would still be like, yeah, can we find a different way to decide this game than some nerdy kicker? But you know, it's part of the game, I guess. Yeah, it's part of the game. You mentioned OU Texas. Uh, it was funny. Uh, we we had people reach out. Uh, Thanks so much. I think we even had a post inside the group where he tagged. He went to the game and was at the Texas State Fair, which is the best. I I think the OU Texas game, what's so great about it is it's at the Texas State Fair. It takes eating at a game to a whole new level. (laughs) I'm going to have six funnel cakes and 
<laughs> but so I, I, that's like exactly right. And then I, I've, when I've gone down to like the Ranger games, it's always about the food. You go down to the Cowboys, uh, it, it's about the food. Cheese steaks are great. Like what you, what do you eat at ballparks? What do you eat when you were out of, out of the games? Nachos, dude. I'm uh, an original nachos guy. I like nachos. Circle jalapenos. chips. Oh yeah, dude. The 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 basic nachos and a beer with some jalapenos is perfect. Uh, we actually ate some good stuff at the game, but that was my that was my favorite thing at the game. It's always going to be my favorite. Doesn't matter how good everything else is. That old school yellow cheese. Oh, dude, so bad. I mean, it's just there's no cheese in that cheese. It just tastes so good, dude. Yeah, no, that's what I did. And they've been sitting in that little warmer for like 30 minutes, 100%. like spinning around. Somehow the cheese is 8 billion degrees, <laughs> like, right? And you can't even hold it on your hand. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. All right, question out of the group. This was fun. Thanks, Sean. Uh, good question. He says he's relatively new to HyperClean and looking at some products. Wants to know, you know, can Eco One be mixed? Uh, in, 32 be to used 1. As, yeah, 32 to yeah. 1 and, and then used as like an interior quick cleaner and interior detailer thoughts because this is a common yeah. thing that a lot of people will put out you know you can yep. you can dilute you can down do everything with this you can yeah you, you can do everything, everything with, with this and uh, huh. so let's kind of get nerdy for a second i think a lot of people ask about the rinseless scenario where all these people are telling you mix it you know, 256 to one, and you can extract carpets and you can clean your grill at home and you can clean the interior of your car and you can do all these types of things. I would ask you, I'm working on a hundred thousand dollar car. Maybe it's my car. Maybe it's my customer's car. Is it too much to ask that you use an interior detailing product? I mean, is that where we're at? So you can do those things. I would say we know we've built revive from the ground up our interior detailer. We've actually now, let's announce it here, tweaked the formula a tiny bit, little bit more cleaning power, but also some UV uh, protection in the formula. You you know, you can do a lot of things. People are going to see the you. foam too. Oh, yeah. The, the foam is really going to stand out. Is, it's crazy. Yeah. So I just, can you? Yes. Would I? No. We do high level detailing here. There's products specifically designed for the interior. There's products like a rinse list that's specifically designed for the exterior. To sit here and say that one crosses over, okay, that's your opinion. Uh, I tend to like to do things on a higher level, a higher quality. And so I'll always go with an interior-based product as well as an exterior-based product for washing the car. So I, you can do it. I've tried it. I've, I've given it its, its just due, but it's not for me. Yeah. And I'd fall into the same boat. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've used it when I've heard people did it. So I've tried it out. Yeah. It's, it'll work. It's fine. But, you know, oh, I'll ask you a question. You could clean with water. Yeah. We all decide to do a little bit better on the interior of our cars. Right. I mean, you can do a lot of things, but I'm telling you, if you knew what was behind revive or a really quality interior product, you would just select it 10 out of 10 times. And so I kind of hate the whole idea that I got this one size fits all product. That's a rinseless wash that somehow now works well in carpets and it's going to clean your screen perfectly. And it's going to, I just don't ever see the evidence of that. Rinseless is very versatile. 
I just would rather be professional and how I do my business and how I handle my cars and, and get products specifically, uh, designed to, to, you know, go after a, a, a gentle interior cleaning or something like that. Cool. You know, I was talking to a, a local detailer last week. Um, and I, a lot of celebrations, a lot of celebrations. And the people have asked me over the years, you know, what, why did I pick the name pints and polishing, right? What is it about beer? I said, well, listen, you got a couple of different things that we could talk about. Number one, we already said it food. I think there's so many deep, we all eat. Right. But so we're not, could we really be foodies and clean car? Like that just really isn't going to go no, too dude, far. And, don't you, and by the way, don't use that. You know what we do? We eat good food. That's it. I hate the word foodies. You I mean, hate the word oh, hell oh, yeah. Like, okay. Like, everybody's well, got to use the word foodie now. Everybody's like, what am I talking about? You have to eat dipshit. Why do you got to be a foodie? I mean, does anybody actively say, give me the worst tasting food? No. So now you're a foodie because you like good food. Name me a person that doesn't like good food. Have you ever met one? Non-foodies. So everyone's a foodie, so there's no reason to have the word foodie. It's just being a human. <laughs> so, but if you could pick one food group that you think all detailers or the mass, right? Of course, it'd be easy to go pizza, you know, gas station, chicken, <laughs> <laughs> Popeyes, any drive through But I would say barbecue. I think most oh, yeah. detailers really do like to cook and cook barbecue. Tim's, uh, you know, Brandon Tim's has sent me stuff. He made ribs for the first time this past weekend. You send me pork butts. I love smoking meat, too. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Barbecue? Yeah, I would also say you know, is barbecue separate from grilling? I think more yes. people probably, okay. So more people probably grill. So it'd yeah. be like grill some steaks, grill some burgers, grill some yeah. dogs. That's probably more like fundamental, especially like when I was 25, I didn't have a smoker, right. I had a grill. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Uh, you know, so probably grilling would be the uh, number one, but I, you know how everybody is. I already joked about this, the smokers, this what's smoking meat, what isn't. The barbecue world is way, I mean, that's why detailers like it because they can, they can tell you what detailing isn't. You're not a detailer unless you sand 50 cars a day. You're not, you know, you're not a, a barbecue guy unless you're a stick burning guy. And, you know, so that's kind of why we gravitate towards it. Probably. You're probably right. You're probably right. The other thing that uh, was up on the list and uh, well, it's what this guy and many other detailers last week were celebrating the big Biden announcement of expunging a lot of people records like this guy, uh, local guy. He said he spent seven years. He was sentenced to 10 for two ounces. Wow. Two That's ounces. Not very much. Yeah, not much at all. So a lot of news coming out. Many people are excited. Records are expunged. Actually, it makes it makes for we, we got. Let's just I'm going to go 30 percent. I think 30% of all some people in car care consume some type of smoking, uh, edible, anything like oh, yeah. that. I'm at 50%. You're at 50. Yeah. I mean, dude, what I've seen in my own company, what I'm hearing, uh, I got, I actually am a buddy. One of my buddies is a construction superintendent. They're finding a way through their insurance, not to have to test for weed on heavy equipment operators. Uh, you know, just a sign of the times I've always said it wasn't my thing, but I'm a live and let live guy. You want to do it, do it. You know, just don't bother me with it. Um, that's, I, that's the way I am. 
So it, it is what it is. I mean, we can imagine you've got some, some funny stories for me, you know, the, the, the thing I've always, people would ask me back when the car wash, even mobile detailing, when you have the grooves, you know, who do you, you drug? T- I don't drug test, never wanted to, never cared yep. to. I knew yeah. what my guys did. Like, oh, yeah. I knew yeah, yeah. what they did. So I never wanted to get it put on record. But the best was we had this kid named Matt. And you can imagine where our, our wash was. It's you, you guys have all seen those areas of your town that, that they know is going to be real popular. There's a lot of money, but it's still early in development. That's where we were. And so there was still a lot of this conditioned good old boy of what's called Bixby, right? You can just tell oh, by yeah. the name, right? I know Bixby. Bixby Oklahoma, right? So yeah. these kids, and it was awesome. We hired a lot of kids and their parents had a lot of money and they didn't need to work. And it was a lot of fun to have them drugged the out like half the time this kid matt shows up like three hours early to work he's hanging out of his truck this is a nice truck right like he'd done everything to it money wasn't a thing so hanging halfway out and could barely even communicate and i go matt i don't know what you're on but your shift doesn't start for three hours i suggest when you show up in three hours you're completely sober yep Whatever he got on, he got on the opposite. And when he showed up, he was ready to go. Like, I don't know how they did it. And I didn't nope. care to know. No, nope. God damn, Biden's going for their vote. And uh, boy, he's expunging records and setting out things. And things are going to get put into new classifications and all kinds of stuff. Big news for car care. I don't think Dude. he realized how big it was for car care. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, if you own a business long enough and you hire enough people, you are going to deal with the drug issue. There's no, that, by the way, that's not recent. That's, that's been go back to my start in 98. I remember guys I started with, like, you knew, you know, these guys are 27 years old, kind of don't have their, their, their shit together just yet. And it's like, why? Well, you know, they're into blow, they're into to weed, they're into meth or whatever it is. And look, I've dealt with all of it through my business, as you probably did at the car wash. You had no idea what people were on, didn't want to know, and just wanted them to be like, hey, dude, just stay home if it's really that bad, because I don't need you wrecking a car. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, we, we've even had it pretty recent. Like you just, it's just a part of life now as a business owner. And I will say it's ramped up massively. The way people are nonchalant about drug use now, I'm fine with it, but I also kind of look at it this way. And I've said this to you before, if somebody showed up smelling like a bottle of Jack Daniels, you would think it was weird. What is it with the weed people that think I can show up and walk around smelling like weed all day. And people are just like, you're not under the influence. Yeah, you are. And I'm cool with it. It's whatever. But if somebody just think about that. If somebody smelled like Jack Daniels in your office, you'd be like, man, what the hell is this guy thinking? But in Vegas, man, it's people show up smelling like weed, which I thought they would kind of get past that. You know, there's so many ways to consume it. Why would you want to smell horrible? But, you know, teach their own, I guess. Well, teach their own. Other big announcement, which we just got to make sure everybody stays up on these hot topics inside of car care. Other big announcement is shit's hitting the fan for FedEx. Um, UPS is raising their rates. We've got people, uh, inside of our group, inside of community that, you know, whether we try UPS, try USPS, geez, we had a package that was supposed to go a couple States over and it ends up in Guam, right? Like yep. it, it's insane what's going on now with shipping, but 
FedEx having more problems. They didn't take care of some people, some, you know, as, as you know, much more information, you know, all we know is shipping is going to continue to go up. Yeah. Basically FedEx doesn't own its driving logistics. That's all owned by independent small business owners like ourselves. Uh, some of those guys grew up, grew really big, right? Like they had 200 different routes, 500 different routes, a thousand different routes. Uh, and basically I think FedEx, the whole gist of it is FedEx raised rates on you and I, the shipper, you know, if you ship something locally there to your mom in a different state, they raise the rates on you. And then they never gave these companies the rates that they charged. So basically kept them on an old contract as gas went up and everything. And now you've had some big boys bail out and say, Hey, we're not going to do this anymore. We're out and let's see what happens to FedEx. But everything's always over dramatized. You know, there's a lot of billionaires involved in FedEx. There's a lot of pension funds that are invested in FedEx. They'll get it together. But in the meantime, as soon as the announcement happened, we got a notification, USPS raising rates, UPS raising rates. I think the news broke like three days earlier. They had those emails out with the quickness. So, you know, again, Amazon struggling, uh, FedEx that struggling, the, the world yeah. struggling. Yeah. Not many people know about the Amazon struggle. Yeah. Amazon's taking less warehouse space. Amazon's slowing down. And I'll share my, my trip to Houston with Amazon. Uh, like a knucklehead, forgot my microphone for podcasting. So I had to go on Amazon and order one. The first one I ordered was Prime. I'm like, sweet, it'll be here like in a day. That's what it said. Two days later, I'm like, where's the microphone at? I had to go in and check. Yeah, that'll be here like November 11th. Well, not going to be in Houston until November 11th. So here's another thing that said Prime on it. And I think you've experienced this a lot. And I can only share for myself. Many of you guys maybe have the same. If I go look at my buying history, basically at the beginning of the pandemic to what I do on Amazon now, it is light years difference. I don't hardly order anything off Amazon anymore, things here and there, but they are so hit or miss on what your prime, when it says prime two-day delivery on the item, that usually gets me to buy it if I need it. I've had a lot of that stuff not arrive for three weeks, a month, uh, whatever. And I'm not blaming Amazon necessarily, but they really haven't updated what is prime at this point in time. So true. So true. You know, I, I was just thinking through, there's a comment that's been made uh, from the episode that I put out and uh, I just started thinking through it. I was like, it is the discussion about the 50, 50 shot. And it's completely off of what you, you, you were just talking about It's completely off subject, but it just it ran through my head. And I go, you know what? One of the greatest things that I got to do this past weekend, you know, you get those fun times where, you know, what do you want to do? What do you want to watch? Well, I had that great opportunity where I heard, I want to watch The Hangover. Oh, sweet. Hell yeah. I mean, of all yeah. the bad choices, you couldn't, you, you could have been watching The Notebook. Right. So to hear The Hangover, I'm in. I'm in. But here's what's interesting, Nick. I want to know. I want to know your opinion. You're officially there in Vegas. You understand the environment. But the precursor, the company that was precursor of the 50-50, the number one dominant company that did 50-50 beyond anybody else, and they 
killed it. You could walk yeah. out, the, the, the cameraman would walk out to a guy in a uh, desert or in a, uh, a graveyard full of cars, and they yep. would go, want to bring back your vinyl? Dash. Your dash? <laughs> and they had one yep. swipe of this amazing product, and you could put this armor all over everything. And yep. it would, I'm telling you, the best 50-50 shots, turnaround shots ever made. Apparently, though, inside the hangover, they tell us, so curious, does armor all, does it reinvigor, does it protect tires? Because he's taking that Mercedes, and he tells the key, <laughs> he goes, you better put the armor all on it so it'll protect the tires out in the dust. Yeah, no, uh, the funny thing is, tire dressing doesn't get beat up that bad out here. As you know, we don't get a ton of rain, and we don't have a ton of mud. Uh, it'll wear off, but this is a water-based town. You know, I, I actually, you know, have learned a lot from, from you about which one actually lasts longer, a solvent-based or a water-based, but I live in kind of a great environment for tire dressing because you, you put it on, you use a, a quality dressing like Ultra Dress, and boom, the tires look good forever. Uh, not really, but, you know, it'd be hard to get a week and a half in Tulsa out of a water-based you can probably get a good week and a half if the car is cared for and then reapply and you're good to go. I think his comment was actually like the sand and the dirt, like takes away from the tire. And so you're I think he said something about like re, not reinvigorating, but was it like re-moisturizing or like yeah, no, no, moisturize these tires with some armor all when you get there from the dust. Yeah, that's, that's not like, happening. Huh? I mean, you're Mr. Tire Dressing, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're, well, I was going to say, you know, doesn't it? I mean, everybody else except in Vegas, apparently you put on a bunch of tire shine and go through a dust storm. It gets dust all over the tires, but apparently in Vegas, you guys got some supernatural dust and dirt that doesn't stick to t tire shine. I, the hangover doesn't lie. We actually don't have that much lie. dust. I mean, <laughs> this isn't Phoenix. They get like <laughs> dust storms down there. We don't, we don't really get that. We just get some like dust in the air. You know, it's, it's pretty, pretty lightweight down here. <laughs> All right, so here's what we really want to talk about today. It's a lot of it's a, it's an interesting discussion because it's something that I think everybody deals with. You could just throw out the word customer service, right? Everybody deals with customer service, whether that's inside your own world, whether or not you work for a company or you own a company. You deal with customer service, whether it's customer service you're putting out or the customer service you receive when you go to an establishment. No doubt, as I've said, <laughs> Nick, I think you've experienced the same thing. Something Damn. still seems to be going on post-2020 with customer service. We could say pandemic, but then there's plenty of people that still say we're in the pandemic, so it's not post-pandemic. But yeah, I don't really know, man. You, you hear such crazy stuff. I mean, the, I, it's post pandemic, but you have so many weirdo companies now that, oh, well, you know, I mean, you hear it from our shippers, right? Like we have conference calls with our reps and they act as if the world hasn't moved on. Right. I mean, really what it's plaguing is big companies, you know, small business owners, like the guys listening to own businesses or ourselves or whatever, we couldn't shut down. We couldn't alter operations massively because we run small, nimble companies. And, you know, we have customers to take care of. And if we don't take care of them, somebody else will. And we may not be in business tomorrow. So there's a real divide between the way the big businesses are looking at the pandemic and post-pandemic world and the way that the small business owners viewing the pandemic. And 
it's just a crazy thing. Like customer service is such an afterthought now. And, and I want to make it clear. I don't really want to have the conversation. We'll share stories, but it's not a complaining thing. It's just a reality thing. This is what you're dealing with in the world now. Could be at a restaurant, could be on an airplane, could be, you know, at a local embroidery shop on a, on a Monday morning. You're, you're getting all kinds of different customer service, service experiences, and largely the vote by most customers is it's as bad as it's ever been. I, I, yeah. How do you argue? I mean, I mean, I, I, had, I started, yeah, I, I kind of started I crazy to, stories. Yeah. Stumble through it. Cause all the, that's exactly right. All the stories just start running through my head. And I'm like, uh, yeah, like you, you can't go almost to any restaurant, any place. Listen, the one locally here that's, that's scratching my head is for how many years we bought labels from a, a local printing company oh. that, we've had to order so small amounts because we never know when we're going to get them. We've moved some stuff to some other place, but now we're trying to do this. Listen, we're about to order 10,000 labels. We we're trying to order 500 and we can't, they, you know what they told you? Well, you know, but so everybody yeah. else knows what told us. They said, well, we're short staffed. We're not sure when we'll get to it. Yeah, it's like, just, it's just some excuse to, it's just keep, wild to keep saying. Yeah. And, and look, we, you know, so everybody knows, I mean, when you start talking about 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100,000 labels, it's a pretty big contract. You know, you're, you're talking about real money here. Labels don't cost, you know, 11 cents. Really high quality labels are, are pretty damn expensive to do right. And it's part of our business. We're a mile or two down the road. We can, we can give this local business all of our business gladly. And they don't want to play the customer service game because, you know, hey, what do you want us to do? Short-staffed. Well, we were short-staffed during the pandemic several times. We actually shipped faster during the pandemic than we did pre-pandemic. Why? Because we made a commitment that that was our time to step up and work through the pandemic to the best of our ability. And that's mainly, so everybody knows, all Marshall's doing. That's not me. You know, he runs the team there. They're the ones that put in the time, but as a, as a company, you have to make a decision. Am I going to be an excuse maker, which we see almost everywhere now, or am I going to set myself apart to never give an excuse ever? I mean, that's really the difference maker. Now I had a crazy story from this morning, an embroidery company. I'm going to order several lots of polo shirts for my team to, you know, it's time to reorder. I've been doing business with this company for years. I've been doing business with the same woman representative for years. I have an appointment at 9 a.m., not walking there by myself. Now, mind you, if you've ever been to an embroidery place, it isn't exactly like there's a stampede to get in. They might see five people all day because most of the stuff's ordered by phone or whatever, but I had to pick out some polo shirts because we're changing polo shirts. All good. No problem. Stop by. It's 8.58 on my phone. I can see her sitting at her desk because it's just a small place. Yank on the door thinking, oh, great. She's here a couple minutes early. The door's locked. She doesn't come and walk the six feet and unlock the door until 9.01. And I said, hey, how, how are you? Uh, did you see me? She goes, yep, we don't open till 9. And I'm like, tens of thousands of dollars at this point. 
with this company. I'm not trying to get special treatment, but a couple minutes while you're sitting there goofing off on the computer, I just don't think that happens in 2019. I think it happens in 2022. Like, that's what I think. And we talk and we use the two words, new normal. I don't really love that. I just think this is the world. And now you're hearing it everywhere. I, you know, I, well, here's what's, it's wild. It's just, here's what's awesome about it. Right. And this is why we want to bring it up. And this is why we find it so beneficial to talk about is because when you understand that there's a regular problem going on in the world, then we should position ourselves to maximize for greater potential if we solve a problem. Because if there's a big problem, we got a great chance to propel ourselves. And when I mean we and us, I mean everybody in community. For instance, a great story that I have, you've probably got similar stories and other people know what I'm talking about. When you do find somebody that will do what they say and they do show up when they say, and they do do this and they continue to continue to, what do you generally do? Great. It's mutually beneficial for both of us. Excited, right? I've been on both sides of that. One side in particular was, we mentioned the car wash. A big reason I was able to go from mobile detailer and go into a car wash was I showed up at this customer's business every Friday morning at 7 a.m. to clean his car. Yep. He's the guy that then I got to have the meeting with. He's the guy that I then got, right? If I don't do that and I don't answer his calls when he's got an issue with a window streak or a smudge on his car, what happens? And I don't go back and fix things. What happens? Well, so in car care, in car life, it's no doubt like any other parts of our life. If you're consistent with customer service, Nick, you have been. What happens when you're consistent with great customer service? Yeah, opportunity. Opportunity comes out of all this. This that That's the thing. And it's not have great customer service for two minutes, right? It's have great customer service for years at a time consistently every time the best you can do you're going to have failures you're going to have times where you don't live up to your standards or or client standards that stuff happens but i think one of the things that people mistake a lot of times is that i'm going to have good customer service this week and then i can you know not do it for the next month and it'll all even out no it's just kind of the way you do things and you do pick up the phone after hours with and look we have this at hyperclean and spades right now where, you know, we answer emails, DMs, texts, calls, all hours of the day. Not always the most professional to, to email or, or text in at, at midnight, but we do our best to, to, to answer these things. The specialist group, we do our best to answer. And so one of the things that, that I look at in this whole game we're in, and I think it's important to understand this, is that you can stand apart by just caring about the customer, because that's all customer service is. Somebody's got a problem. Hey man, cool. I'm going to make it right. That's kind of the basis of customer service. I don't think it's any more than that. Do you? It's about asking how to help, how you can be a part. And the thing is what drives, which we've talked about, and there's no reason to go. We talked about though, the stupid questions, right? You know, Where's my order? Well, did you check the tracking? Did you call USPS? You know, there's 
there is some customer service which we get can be kind of uh redundant 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 redundant. but you mentioned something uh you know about a game um game of business many of us chose the game of business and we wanted to play in the arena of car care it is a game it is something that has challenges it has things you got to figure out has massive successes and fun times massive lows and you go oh you learn mistakes you continue to grow a lot of us i'd say most of us got into the game of business and car care because we wanted to be our own boss because we wanted uh to make our own rules we didn't want anybody to tell us what to do we we just want to put our headphones in we just wanted to clean some cars Mm, i you know i some, which is interesting, that the amount of people that have gotten into, that have reached out, that got into the game of, of car care business post-pandemic, then if we want to say that, from 2020, and they say, hey, I lost my job. It was, it was something sure. that naturally they wanted to get into. But there's plenty of people that are listening that that are working a job and they think, hey, I want to get out and I want to go do my own thing. And the majority of people say it's because I want to be my own boss, right? Or yep. They want their own freedoms. What is, if we could put a, uh, a stamp or a, uh, you know, hey, let's just be real type of moment. What is the real reason somebody should be in business? Because you have a better mousetrap than the next guy. I don't know right? what that means, mousetrap. Okay, so I'll give you an example. Uh, somebody builds a tool. The only reason to build tools, in my opinion, if you're somebody looking at starting a tool company is because you think you can build a better tool than the stuff that's on the market. Otherwise, you're just kind of in business and you're going to flounder because you're not trying to improve on what's in the market. So you got to have a thought process of, hey, I'm looking around. I don't see this, this and this being offered. If I go out there, I can create a better mousetrap to bring people into my business because I have these ideas that are not being executed very well in my city. The problem is most people were never taught that. It was just, hey, go start a business and figure it out. And that's kind of what we all did. Uh, Looking back after the last 12 plus years as an owner, I would tell you, do it the other way. Look around and go, man, I got guys in my area. They're not great at PPF and I'm great at PPF already because I've been doing it in my own time. And I went to a bunch of train. I'm ready to go. So I'm going to go and I'm going to do business with all these dealerships and all these places. And, but, but if you can't answer how you're going to be better business-wise than somebody else in your city or most other people, you don't have a business idea. You just want to own a business. All right. So first of all, purpose in in it, we got to, we got to solve a problem, right? And do it yep. better than what other people are doing. That's the mousetrap, right? So we're opening a business. The number one purpose then of owning the business, it's it's something that I guess not everybody maybe would agree with. Should then the purpose of my business completely be about making money? I mean, what? Yeah, we, we've had <laughs> a lot of people ask this question. I can only tell people what's worked for me and what I've watched work for others in other companies, other businesses, they are money motivated, but customer centric, right? 
you got to be motivated by money. First of all, anybody that tells you different is just trying to tell you, you know, you, that's why the word passion is used so much because people don't want to tell you that you need to be money motivated because they think it sounds crass or they think that if you follow your passion, I've said this before, you talked football earlier. There's a bunch of people that love their football team, Texas, OU pro football team. How much money you made off that passion? How many, how many families have you fed off that passion? For most people, zero, it's only cost them money. It's cost them headache. It's cost them time. They've made no money on their passion. So how great advice is passion? It's not great at all. And when you hear rich people that get interviewed, they go, Hey, I'm, you know, yeah, I, you know, follow your passion. It's easy to say with a billion in the bank. What are you going to say? I'm smarter than all of you. That's why I got a billion dollars. Of course, they're not going to say that in an interview. Be money motivated, but be customer centric, have good business ideas, uh, put great packages together that, that, that helps you, uh, grow your business and detail. But I think money motivated and customer centric will lead you in the right areas because it's a purposeful way to operate a business. Right. Okay. So let's talk through that then because customer centric, we already, I, I love that you said that because we already talked about customer service and customer centric in a sense is customer service in that you want to make sure the customer has the best experience. Yep. Overall, that's what we're looking for, right? A great customer experience. But you, you mentioned something else. You know what? When I start thinking about money, it, it does for many people create a, way right it's money's oh, one yeah. of those money's yep. one of those words that can can divide people right oh yeah you oh, yeah. don't talk about money sometimes or you know hey that's money you know but then yep. some people go yeah it's just money like eh, it doesn't matter oh, yeah. i would say i lived a little bit of that life uh, back in my early younger days you know i i didn't realize how important the opportunity was of things that i had and you know, I, I left and, and walked away from some things that, because it, to me, it wasn't about the money. Yep. And I look back now and I go, Ooh, that money sure would be, would nice. be nice. You know, oh, yeah. what would it be like to, to, you know, and you start doing that. That's never a fun yeah. thing, right? You, you go back. Oh, if I would have invested 500 bucks in yeah. Apple, right? That's yep. never fucking fun. You don't, you don't do the money. People hear the word money and they assume that somebody's greedy that somebody's not going to take care of their people, that somebody's not going to pay people, that somebody's not going to do right by their clients. That, that has been the cultural problem with the discussion on money. If you're really about your money, you pay higher wages than almost anybody, if not everybody in a, in a tri-state area, it seems like, the guys that I talk Why? to. Well, it's the old Henry Ford adage. Uh, the, heart, the biggest problem a business will ever have is attracting people. So if I pay two times the market, I won't have that problem. That's kind of what he did at Ford Motor Company. He always paid 2x of everybody. Therefore, he grew 2, 10, 12x everybody. So, and, and I think they're the only American manufacturer that's never declared bankruptcy, you know, from a car standpoint. So it's a pretty sound business idea. Now, they may, they may be going down a separate road now. We'll, we'll leave those for the Friday, Saturday. You lump Tesla into that? No, because they take a lot of they take a lot of subsidies and things like that that they're involved in. So I look, I get it, but no, I don't. Well, they haven't been around long enough. So I, I think that we've been taught that money's an ugly word, 
well, money's not ugly at all because if, if my team makes great money, then I'm supporting a lot of families in my business. If my clients pay me money and they're happy with the money they paid me, that's a good thing. Uh, if I have extra money, I can grow my business. If I grow my business, I can give a lot more opportunity out in my community locally. And mm. the next thing is, look at what we have with HyperClean. As HyperClean has grown, there's a bunch of business in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that's been given opportunity because of HyperClean's growth. And and that's only because of money. It's not because we we have great feelings. It's not because we give out hugs. It's because we have money to pay people to do shit. And so it gives opportunity. And so I think money's just always been associated with ugly things, ugly words. If you reverse it and understand, hey, man, I'm not going out to buy Jordans and spend my money wildly. I'm enriching my team. I'm growing my business. Uh, I'm providing opportunity. I'm getting opportunity. My business is getting opportunity. My customers are exchanging money for our services. It's, a, it's all good. And that's why you got to be money motivated and customer centric. I think it's, it's just an important way to do business. All right. So let's think through something because there is this other theory around money of, well, what's enough, right? Like, you know, I, I, I got enough, so I need to, and you can fill in the blank, right? Like I got enough money, so I need to go ahead and just go home for the afternoon and, Oh yeah. I listen, I did that as a young kid sometimes. If I had enough, I knew I had four or five hours. I could go take off and play video games, go drink some beer. Like I yep. had enough. You know, it was it was enough for, for now. Yep. But but is is the biggest lie that maybe it's not enough and you just haven't spent enough time because the other aspect really because this is where it goes both ways, right? You think you might have enough, but you don't really know. Yep. Right. Van, your van breaks down. Your shop AC goes out. You, you have a large expense in your personal life because remember when you're a business owner, now all of a sudden a large expense in your personal life is a big problem for your business, especially when you're first starting out. I mean, you've been there and I've been there. You're, you're less than five years in business. You're trying your best. You're getting your footing. A big expense in your personal life comes up. And remember, the lifeblood to your personal wealth as a business owner is your business. What if I got to give myself a disbursement to pay this large thing that just happened in my personal life, health-wise, or something at my home, or I had a car breakdown, or whatever the case may be? I, I think the idea that of the word enough sounds really good in fantasy land. But anybody that's had money will say it's never enough. You always want more padding. You always want more freedom. And that's why we preach on here, or I do, I should say, not we, is that look at money as a freedom tool. You know, my family needed a car. I want it to be a non-decision. My family needs to upgrade our house. I don't want to have it even be a decision. And that's freedom. And that only comes from money. I get the people that try to talk about they're not money motivated. They don't care. That's never really been rich people that say that. That just somebody that's maybe discouraged at the moment. I understand it. I've been discouraged. You've been discouraged. Don't get in that mindset. But money does not equal greed. That That's not what it means. I mean, it just doesn't. One theory that I heard is actually what money does is it gives you a better mirror to who you really are. 
the more money you have, the more things you do with what you want to do, because you realize that you mentioned the word freedom. And so what money can actually do is make you more of who you really are. For some oh, yeah. of those, it is a bad thing, right? Like some yeah, they'll people... buy they'll buy four trucks, they'll buy fit five cars, they'll have more and more debt. And 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 of course, that's everybody's decision. But you're right, it is a good mirror. And there's times where I've had to rein in my behavior as a consumer because my my wealth got bigger. And you go, oh, I don't really need this stuff. And now you start to learn the words need and want. What do I really need and what do I really want? And a want and a need is not the same thing. And so I've taken great pride in, I, I try not to be materialistic. I'm a car guy, so I'm always going to be a little materialistic to get a car that I want to drive, but I don't care about clothes. I don't care about shoes all that much. I just don't care about that shit. And doesn't mean I don't wear nice stuff. Our shirts that we had printed that you're wearing now that I'm wearing now, it's the highest quality that we can get. Doesn't mean that. It just means I don't need a thousand of them. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm fine with the same six or seven shirts that I always wear. I, matter of fact, I just having this conversation. How many suits do you have? Oh, <laughs> it's so tough. I, I, you know, in order to do my wedding, <laughs> I had to piece together. I mean, my dad's funeral. I haven't right. worn suits in forever. Yeah. Same. I have one black suit, Ugh. you know, and somebody would tell you, you need four suits and you need, it's like, no, I don't. You do. Right. And, and that's all good. And everybody's different what you spend your money on. But man, we get the question about money and business so often. That's why we talk about it so much. I feel like guys want to hear our thoughts, but man, nobody has the perfect answer. I can just tell you, if you have $10,000 in your bank account, 50,000 is a lot better. And anybody that tells you it's not, it's not because of the shit you can go buy. It's just because you got a little bit more padding, a little more freedom if something goes wrong. And and a little bit more leeway to grow your business. If people would see the amount of projects we're working on in HyperClean, none of those are possible without money. I mean, none of it's possible. You guys want more manufacturing facilities and car care. Guess what takes? Money. You can't, you can't do that out of the blue just because the sales rep likes you, that, that runs the equipment company. You got you to gotta have money right? You got to have real, real substantial money to do the right things for your business. And I think if you get out of the mindset of greed, or I don't, you know, that's just what people, you know, I'm passionate, man, that's, that's great. I'm really glad people are passionate about detailing cars. I think it's awesome. That doesn't pay the bills. So if somebody is realizing that they don't have enough, and, uh, but the other word that is thrown around inside of passion is also grind right <laughs> you gotta you gotta grind it out you know so there there's i would say there I, I could see that there was parts of my career that i felt like i was grinding i've always then enjoyed the word climb because i've always felt that you need to eventually stop doing the same thing over and over and and progress right? Progress up through it. That moment, though, is really difficult because many of us just would like to grind. Hey, if I got these customers and I got them this week and next week, hey, I'm two weeks booked out, man, I'm grinding, I'm grinding, yeah. I'm grinding. And I'm ne necessarily, I'm grinding. Then I'm three years later and I'm still grinding. Yep. How, how do we, how do we get from grinding to start 
climbing? How does our money start to, how do we prioritize money? How do we begin to have money start working for us so that while others say passion and grind, we go, yeah, I get it. You guys do that, but I want to get more out of my life. Yeah. You know, you got to, you got to leverage team members, which takes money. You got to leverage things in your business, whether that be technology, maybe some people go a long way if they introduce some software into their business. There's a variety of ways, but I never looked at it as a, you know, first of all, I've never really been around any successful people that talk that way. This seems to be like an internet meme thing that of people that don't really have that much. Successful people aren't on the internet talking about how they're grinding or how they're doing well, or it just doesn't seem to be that's what they do. I can tell you what, what I think about it is I've always been okay with the work. And so if you're not okay with the process of work, I think you're going to struggle. Is that overall, because you were down in Houston and you said, I think on, on the episode you put out Saturday, you talked about a lot of the people that were there kept talking about, you got to be there the the door open to the door closed. I think you said one guy was 10 years. Another guy was seven. Yep. Like, yeah, I mean, we're not talking a couple weeks. You, no. Do you think that's probably what holds so many people in the grind status? Oh yeah. They stay because... grinding because they don't actually put in the work. They just grind. Yep. They're just, you know, maybe chasing their tail a little bit would be the accurate way of looking at it. You know, I, I don't know if that's everybody, but the guys that I've been around in this business, especially that are successful, they never look at it as a bad thing that they have to get there early and leave late. They just kind of accept it, right? Like this is a part of being an owner and it's not going to be forever, but it might be the next 10 years of my life. It might be the next five years of my life. It might be the next 15 years of my life. And, and that's just the way everybody looks at it. It, it never is with the people that I met with in Houston. Let's use them as an example they never said it as a bragging thing and they never said it as a bad thing. And they never said it as you have to do what I did. I'm, I'm just going to tell you what I did. And I kind of do that on this podcast quite frequently. I'm like, I don't mind getting up early. Even when I don't work, I'm up at the same time. I don't need somebody to tell me to get out of bed. Like that hasn't been something in my life that I needed. I didn't need an alarm clock to wake me up every morning and then hit the snooze button. I'm not a snooze button guy. I just want to go to work because I have picked a life that I enjoy. That doesn't mean it's all gravy, dude. It's a lot of really negative things you got to deal with and you got to fix problems and you got to fix issues and you got to handle clients. You got to handle emails and you got to do all of these things. If you look at those things as a grind, I don't think you're very long in business. It's just a fact of doing business. And at times I've hated it, right? I've had a love-hate relationship. You have too. You feel like, hey, man, the last three months have been real tough. But that's only three months of 20 years. You know what I mean? That's that's when you got to really take the long view and say, it's not all bad. It's not all great. Most of it's just average to good or a little below average. Most of it's not horrific or most of it's not great. It's mostly just falls in that middle category of, hey, this is all right. I enjoy it. We're moving forward. We're trying new things. We're failing. We're succeeding. I I just hate the idea that so many people, and again, I call it the internet guru. The internet guru has made people believe shit that just isn't true. And 
successful business owners like working at their business. They like working hard at it. They like, you know, trying to get better. And the same goes for a great athlete. Tom Brady doesn't talk about the rings. He talks about the work. Michael Jordan talks about the work, not the rings. They're cool with the work part. If you're not cool with the work part, this isn't going to be very fun. I don't think. Yeah. I think the only time Jordan talks about the rings is when other people try and step up. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, who's but the otherwise best? he's, he's like, like, yeah, we were yeah, at practice. Yeah. We're at yeah, this. We're, yeah. you know, I mean, Tom Brady, you got to love the process, man. If you don't love the process, don't be a boss because it sucks. Right. If you like the process and that's what I think I have is I, I'm more process oriented than I am results oriented. As long as we're doing good things every day, you and I talk about this could come to content, could be things we're doing behind the scenes, could be talking with vendors. As long as our processes are good, we're going to get the results. May not be today, as we have found in the customer service issues that we discussed earlier, but guess what? We'll get it right. You got to be okay with the process. Doesn't mean you're not going to get frustrated or have a bad time at, at times. But again, when you let words become bad words in your brain because somebody on the internet told you they were bad words. And now you start to operate on passion instead of on principle and purpose. And this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. I don't think you're going to find much success. I would agree. I would agree. And I agree that I'm almost done with this Oktoberfest and it was quite delicious. Yeah. So it's, it's so uh, delicious that you still have some left. I do. I still have just a little bit <laughs> just so I could show people. Cause it's still yeah. an amazing glass. Awesome. We, yeah, man. We've been loving the amount of people that have been grabbing this glass. Hey, that's why we do it. Pints and polishing. We talk about beer. We talk about car care and Hey, apparently we talk a little bit about life too. All right, brother. I had, appreciate everybody listening. Had some purpose and uh, had a great time with a little purpose. Yeah, for sure. See you, man. Enjoy All your right, week. Man. You too. Hey, this is Marshall, and I've got a little bit of this beer left to enjoy, and I'm going to get to it. Daddy, do you like Oktoberfest beer? Do you like beer? Do you, do you like talking about car care? Well, if you do, hey, come be a part of the community pub. It's every Wednesday night, 730 Central, Zoom ID 918-800-1188. Is it okay if you don't drink? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're at your house. You're wherever. Just come be a part of community. Get some purpose. And have a great time. This is Marshall. And whatever you do, I hope you make it a great day.